Go to the book of Romans with me, chapter five. I'm growing in my grace. Give me a break. (laughs) Romans chapter five. Man, if you are serious about getting an understanding of the grace of God and how big and how marvelous it is, it won't be any time before you end up in Romans five. I heard one preacher say it like this. Some people do drugs. I do Romans five. Romans chapter five is one of those chapters in the Bible where it's, it's the whole gospel in a few verses. And I want to read a few of those to you today, and we're going to shout about them together. Romans chapter five. Let's begin reading in verse 12. I don't know how many times I've read this over the last 24, 48 hours. I just kept reading it and reading it and reading it. And I'd get done and the Lord say, read it again. And I'd get done and the Lord say, read it again. And we don't have time to read it 20 times a day, but I encourage you to spend some time with it. Romans chapter five, verse 12 says, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. How did death get in? Sin. So who's the one man the Bible's talking about here? Adam. Just as through one man, Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin and thus Death spread to all men. This is worse than any virus, the spread of death. The moment Adam sinned, death got in, and like a virus, it spread. Death spread to all men because all sinned. Now, you're going to have to change what you think or how you think about death Death is not just simply the cessation of a heartbeat. Study it and you'll find out death literally means separation. Now, when your spirit separates from this body, this body will die, but it's the result of the separation. When sin entered, separation came in through the sin. Adam didn't drop dead. It actually took his body a long time, better part of a thousand years to figure out how to die. And yet death got in right away through that sin. You could say it like this, through one man's sin, separation entered. Where God and his man were close, now there's distance and that distance is death. Verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, listen to these words, death reigned. Some translations say death reigned as a king from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. I know there's a lot of meaty stuff in this. Just hang on. And open up your heart. The Spirit of God will teach us about it. Verse 15. But the free gift. Immediately. When you're reading this scripture or any scripture and you see gift, given, giving, you ought to right away think grace. Grace. That's grace. Because that's what grace is. It's a gift. And that's what he's talking about here. The free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. 
And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, say free gift. But the free gift, which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. Man, this is a lot of words, but it's the gospel. It's the gospel. Holy Ghost, help us see this today. Get us excited and stirred up about this. This is the gospel. Through one man, sin entered the world. And through sin, death and separation. And that death spread to all men, all the men that came after the one, that death, that separation spread to them like a contagious disease. It spread and you couldn't stop it. And it resulted, the Bible said, in condemnation, condemnation. That's punishment for doing wrong. That's a sentence to prison or to death. That's what condemnation is. And he said, but, but there's something else that came along and it was the free gift. I mean, who doesn't like a free gift? Come on. Free gift? Are you kidding me? He said the free gift's not like the offense. The free gift resulted in justification. So you got one that results in condemnation. You got another that results in justification. Uh, which one you want? Huh? Which one you want? You want condemnation, punishment for your sin, or do you want justification, which is the judge looking at you going innocent? Meanwhile, you're the prosecuting attorney who has hauled you before the judge and accused you of sin and failure and mistakes and crimes. He's going, wait a second. What are you talking about? Innocent. I, I know what he did. I know what she did. And the judge is going innocent, innocent, free to go. You're free to go. Which one you want? Condemnation, justification. The justification only comes one way though. It's through this free gift. Verse 17. Verse 17. For if, if by the one man's offense, death reigned. Again, other translations say death reigned as a king through the one much more. I said much more. Go back and look through this chapter and tell me how many times you see much more, much more, much more. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, listen to these words, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. They will reign in life. Now, wait a second. Death was reigning. Death was the man. Death reigned as a king over all men. But Jesus ruined that. Jesus ruined death. How did he do that? When he died and didn't stay that way. He ruined it. He ruined what death does. He ruined what death is. He ruined what it does for the ones who died. He ruined what death does for the ones who are left behind. He ruined death forever. Death was king. Death was the man. But we got a new king. We got something and someone else reigning now and not death. He said those who receive abundance of grace, what are they going to do? Reign in life. Yes. 
We talked to you this morning about the grace to reign. Reign in life. I'm going to ask you a question. I don't necessarily encourage you to answer it out loud, but I do want you to be honest. Are you reigning in life? Are you? Are you ruling? That's what this word reign means. To rule. To have victory. Are you ruling in life or are you being ruled over? Do you have dominion or are you being dominated? I wrote down a few questions. Let me ask you again. No need to answer aloud. Are you reigning over sickness and disease? Or is it reigning over you? Are you reigning over fear? Or is fear dominating you? Are you reigning in life over strife and division in your home and in your marriage? Or is it reigning over you? Are you reigning over shortage and lack? Are you being dominated by it? Are you reigning over sin and death? Are you reigning in life? The New Living Translation says, all who receive it, the free gift, will live in triumph over sin and death. Are you reigning? Or I can say it like this, or are you being reigned on? Because whatever you're not reigning over, death is still reigning over it. Track with me now. Whatever you're not reigning over, death is still reigning over that. So if you're not reigning over sickness in your life, then death is still king. And I got to thinking about this. Just early this morning, too, this hit me. We, we talk so much about this. I mean, if you come to this church week in and week out, you're going to hear us say something about being healed, healed in your body uh, by the stripes of Jesus, having victory over sickness. And I got to thinking, why do we talk so much about this? Why is that like our go-to thing? And it hit me this morning. Because if you're not reigning over it, then death is still king. You want to know why? Because sickness is death in seed form. Now, why put up with that? That's what sickness is. It's death in a seed. Now, think about it. You might have something going on in the body, something hurts, you got a bad diagnosis, got a virus, a disease, whatever. You may not be living all the time thinking, man, this is going to kill me. Or maybe you are, but maybe not. But here's the thing. If that seed grows, it can grow to the place where it can choke out whatever life is in you. And if that seed of sickness is allowed to grow enough, it will result in what? Death. Sickness is death in seed form. So if you're, not, if you're not reigning over it, then who's still king over that area in your life? Death is king. If you're not reigning over fear, then death is still reigning in that area. Because any fear and every fear, I don't care what it is, it is, it is the fear of death in seed form. It's the fear of death. Study it for yourself. Whatever area you're not reigning in, death is still king in that area.
What about shortage? What about lack, financial poverty? If you're not reigning in that area in your life, death is. Because we've seen it in other places around the world. We're not as accustomed to it in our nation, but it is happening. There are poverty levels so high that people are dying for the lack of something to eat, for the lack of clean water. If you're not reigning over shortage and lack, don't put up with that because that is death in seed form. And you and I were created to reign. Reign in this life. Think about it. Go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. God has created everything in the heavens and the earth. And he comes now to create man. And he says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. How many of you heard that verse before? Made in the image of God. You ever said that before? I'm made in the image of God. And it's a sweet thought, isn't it? What's it even mean? We talk like we know what it means. Oh, I'm made in the image. I'm made in his image, made in his likeness. Okay, what's that mean? Well, maybe it means God's about 5'11". And maybe it means God's got, you know, two eyes, a nose, a mouth. Maybe it means God's got 10 fingers and 10 toes. Okay, maybe he does. So, what's that mean? He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. You want to know what the next words were? And let them have dominion. That's his image. That's his likeness. That's the image man was made in. I don't care if it's 10 toes, 8 toes, 24 toes. It's not about that. It's about the dominion he gave man. It's about the authority he gave man. You want to know when you are, I'm getting chills all over me. I'm telling you the Lord is, thank you, Lord. You want to know when you are at your most godlike? When you're reigning. When you are taking authority in this life, when you are reigning instead of being reigned on, when you are ruling and not being ruled over, when you are having dominion and not being dominated, that's when you are most like your father. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them have what? Dominion. And the very first words human ears ever heard, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. The Bible says the Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed him. Man, we got a lot to learn about that. This was a lot more than a bless you. The Lord blessed him. And the first words human ears ever heard were be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, have dominion over it. The first thing man ever heard from God was the job he was created to do and the authority he was given to do it. That was the blessing. That's the blessing. 
Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. You thinking about 25 bucks. You got to think bigger. You thinking about, Lord, bless me, pay my light bill. And he will, but you got to think bigger. The blessing was authority. The blessing was dominion. And it's the first thing man was given in the blessing. And it's the first thing man lost in the curse. He lost his authority. When he listened to another word, here comes one of those creeping things that just, I don't know, a chapter or two before, man was given authority over. And again, I don't know how long that time was. Don't judge Adam like you would have done any better, like I would have done any better. We've proven we wouldn't do any better. But here comes this creeping thing he was supposed to have dominion over. He was supposed to be ruling over but he didn't. He failed at the job. Now Eve was deceived, but Adam was dominated. Eve got deceived, but Adam was dominated. He gave away his dominance. He gave away his authority. He gave away his right to reign. Man, the first thing God gave man was grace to reign. Grace to reign. And he gave it away. It's the first thing man lost, but guess what? It's the first thing we got back. When Jesus went to the cross and when he was nailed to that cross and he went to the heart of the earth for three days and he arose again victorious over death, we got a new king. We got a new king. Death was king. I'm sorry. You will have to leave the throne now. We got a new king. You've been ruined. And death's going, wait a second. You don't come back. We, you don't get to come back. You were gone. Sorry, new rules. New king, new rules. And here comes this king with this gift, this free gift. And what was that gift? It was the first thing Adam gave away. You know what Jesus has given you? The authority back. The righteousness back. The grace to reign. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, he's given me... Grace to reign. Now he said here, uh, again in verse 17, uh, for those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Now other translations say they will reign as kings. They'll reign as kings. Now to me, as I meditate on this, there's a difference between reigning like a king and reigning as a king. And again, these are words that we throw around, we, we use all the time. Made in his image. What's that mean? I don't know. I'm ruling like a king. Okay, well, tell me how. Uh, are, you, are you like a king over sickness and disease? Are you like a king over fear? Are you like a king over strife and division? Are you reigning like a king, like royalty, over lack and shortage, over sin and death? I'm a king, but it's kind of beating me up. I'm a king, but I'm constantly running out. You're not living as a king. We use these words, but listen, rule as kings. So that means you and I need to find out how kings do it. How do kings rule? If we are to reign as kings, then how do they do it? Think about it. How does a king reign? A king who's, who's king over his kingdom, over this domain, 
No higher authority in this land. Did you hear that? No higher authority, right? So the king gets an idea one day. And he says, I've got this land over here. I'm going to build another city. I'm going to build a tower and I'm going to build homes around it. And this city's going to thrive and it's going to prosper. So I better go get a shovel. Huh? So the, the king wants to build something. So what's he do? What's he do? Go get hammer and nails? That's not ruling as a king. That's not reigning as a king. The king reigns like this. I want a tower. Go build it. That's how you reign as a king. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes. Oh, chapter eight, verse four. Where the word of a king is, there is power. I like this. And who may say to him, what are you doing? <laughs> who can say to the king, what are you thinking? Nobody. And if you do, it will be the last thing you ever say. <laughs> Why? Nobody questions this authority. This is the highest authority. And he rules and he reigns by his word. And where his word is, there is power. So this is how we're told to reign in life, reign as kings. But let me mention this to you. Oh, this is where I need some help. Can y'all help me with this? If you're not reigning, what's the problem? Over any of these areas that I've already mentioned, now, maybe you're doing good in this one, and praise God, you got the victory. Glory to God. But if you're not reigning over here, what's the problem? Because there's a lot of people saying, God's the problem. Now, maybe they don't say it like that, but they say, I'm just waiting on him. Or they say, in his sovereignty, he'll do this. If it's your will, heal me. If it's your will, provide. Huh? If you're not reigning... Is it God's problem? Is it, a, is it a God problem? Is it God's fault? Is he to blame? No. I'm sorry, guys. Some of this is really new to me. I, I got about a thousand things to try to say at once, and it's, it takes the grace. Look at verse 17 again, Romans chapter 5. If by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive, those who receive, those who receive, much more those who receive, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign. So if you're not reigning, it's because you're not receiving. If you're not reigning, it's not a God problem. It's a receiving problem. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.